This episode of Cognitive Dissonance is brought to you by our patrons. You fucking rock. This is Steve. And I'm Aaron. And I'm Shay. From the Waiting for Wrath podcast. And from all of us at Waiting for Wrath. Glory hole, motherfuckers. Glory hole, motherfuckers. 200 glory holes. Glory hole, motherfuckers. Glory hole. Congratulations on your 200th episode from Waiting for... He's taking his bad time. You are so drunk. Congratulations on your 200th episode. Keep up the good work. Stay skeptical. In glory hole, motherfuckers. This is Oliver. From Tucson, Arizona. Glory hole, motherfuckers. And happy 200. Hello. Glory hole. This is Sam from the UK. I'd just like to say congratulations on 200 episodes of the Cognitive Dissonance podcast. Thank you for the laugh. Thank you for the swearing. Thank you for the facts. And thank you for the opinions. You fucking rock. Ta-ta. S. Did you know that the Founding Fathers said evolution was wrong? Did you know that Christopher Columbus said that light bulbs are from the devil? Did you know that Julius Caesar said that androids are far better than iPhones? Did you know that God himself shit his pants at the last Chargers Chiefs game last week? Did you know that glory holes were invented for the sole purpose of letting Tom and Cecil? There you have it, evolution is wrong, so say Thomas Jefferson's R2 unit. Tom and Cecil, you glory holiest motherfuckers. This is Sebastian from the Headless Phoenix Podcast on YouTube, and I just wanted to call in and wish you guys a happy 200th episode. You know, your guys' show is one of the things I look forward to most in my week, second only to playing, recording, commentating video games for the entertainment of the internet. That is to say, nobody. Can't wait to hear the next 200 episodes. Keep up the good work. Glory hole. This is Packard Sonic from the Packard Pokes At Podcast, which airs live Friday nights at 9 p.m. Central Time at vonlive.tv slash Packard Pokes At. And all of us here at the show want to wish you a happy 200th episode, Tom and Cecil. Glory hole. Hey, Tom and Cecil. On behalf of the Minnesota Skeptics, I would like to congratulate Cognitive Dissonance on 200 episodes. We love you guys. Keep up the great fucking work. Hey guys, I'm not too late for this, but this is uh, E.J. Gavinsky, also known as Foster Disbelief, from uh, fosterdisbelief.wordpress.com. I just wanted to wish you guys a happy 200th episode. You guys are an inspiration. Love it. Glory hole. Hey, Cecil and Tom, this is Sarah. I know you hear me say this every week, but congratulations on your 200th episode. You fucking rock. that this show is not for children, the faint of heart, or the easily offended. The explicit tag is there for a reason. Recording from Glory Hole Studios in Chicago, this is Cognitive Dissonance. Every episode we do some fuck. Oh. Wow. Wow. 
You just forgot it? I just forgot it. Yeah, wow. Yeah. You know what I'm going to do? blast everyone is in their way. and Yeah, there's every yeah. every episode, <laughs> some stuff that gets Googled. And then, how did I fucking... Google it. Wow. Do you have to Google it? No, I mean, I've got 200 it. 200 times. my favorites right here. 200 times. So, it used to be on the on the main page. Right, do you though. want to start over yeah. or do you want to just go from here? No, let's just go from just here. Go from I, mean, here. I feel like when you're 200 episodes in... People forgive your mistakes. Yeah, well, they have to, right? Because they can't celebrate my successes. No, that would be a really short celebration. Man, yeah, take that. Gosh, it's been a long day, wow. Cecil. So uh, it's been a long day. So this is episode two hundred B. B. Yeah, this is part two. This is. And I don't want to call. It, I mean, you know, I don't want to give the people on this show a complex because we had. People on the other show, and then we had to split it up and put right. people on so this show. So we put show. the better ones on the first one. <laughs> we no, didn't? no, no, I'm no, sorry. That's unfair. Yeah. We put the people we personally like better. <laughs> Not, no. <laughs> no, what we did was we took what we did was we took and made sure that we took the people who probably wouldn't be offended by being on the second show in Jake and Thomas, and then we also have no on this yeah. show. So, so yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Noah and Heath will be on as well. We're looking at uh, Jake, Thomas, and Noah and Heath on this episode. We had a, a great episode last time. This episode should be very good. All this stuff pre is pre-recorded, uh, except for the email section, which we're going to be doing at the very end. Yeah, you know, all three of those shows were a, a total hoot to record. Two of those shows. Well, all three of the segments. <laughs> the three segments that make up. The sec fuck you. How about if we just go recording from to Glory Hole Studios in Chicago? Just you know, you do something a few hundred times. Oh, you start to remember it. That's Whatever. awesome. <laughs> so, Tom, really quickly, let's reflect. Just I don't want to get all fucking wistful and sentimental. Have an old Lang Syne moment. Yeah, here. Like, but uh, but I do want to reflect a little bit on sort of a couple of our favorite moments on the show. We don't want to play them. But they are both on YouTube, so if somebody wants to go check them out, they can find them on our YouTube page, uh, which if you go to dissonancepod.com on the up, upper right-hand side, there's links to all of our social media. YouTube's on there, so you can find our YouTube page that way. But uh, one of my favorite moments that we ever did, and I think this is a lot of people's favorite moment, is the moment that we found Hillbilly God. It's that where awesome. It's where, where we, we didn't just... And he didn't just pop up out of nowhere. Right. It sort of it sort of morphed. It was you were talking about like a really slow, like partially retarded god. Right. And right. then it sort of worked its way into the south some way, yeah. as it always does. Well, I mean, he was yeah. slow and partially <laughs> retarded, and so it just seemed like a natural, it seemed like a natural step progression. there. You know, we are yeah. going to be lynched when yeah. we go to, oh, to Reason Con. Hickory, North Carolina. I'm dressing like someone else. I'm gonna dress like David Michael. I'm well, down there. <laughs> I'm gonna black out my teeth. Oh, so fit right so in. I fit in yeah. better. You know, <laughs> just wear one of those like. You know the the things that they put in their mouth that looks like it's look like you got giant butt right teeth and, right yeah, yeah. It's like a like a pacifier for your kid or something yeah if if that doesn't work you know I'm gonna I'm gonna try it ahead of time take a look in the mirror see if I look suitably Confederate if that doesn't work <laughs> oh no if if that doesn't work I'm actually gonna start uh, smoking meth and I, oh. the thing's in April so I'm gonna start yeah. smoking meth you know like in February give myself a good 60 day run. Yeah, if you do that, I bet yeah. you, you know, you could get some skin lesions by the right time when you, I, get you know, there. I just want to look malnourished and <laughs> you know. It would take a lot of meth for you to look I know, right? I was just thinking like the, I'm actually like thinking like the meth diet. Yeah, it's like well, maybe like with Walter, a tapeworm. Walter White 
enslaved for a year couldn't make you <laughs> look malnourished. So that was one of my favorite moments, I think, is the is the hillbilly god moment. That was a great moment, especially because it, it really like it really happened organically. Yeah. You know, there wasn't any planning and yeah. it became kind of a great character for the for the show, you know, there on out. So I think one of the best bits that we ever did, and you can also find it on YouTube, is the pork bullets. The pork bullets is funny. And it, it, it doesn't hurt that we had just solid gold material oh, to work God, with. Yeah. Um, this was the, the bit, if anybody hadn't heard it, um, where there was some fucking yahoos in, like, Washington State or something who were making yeah, bacon-laced bullets or, or some yeah. shit. And we just, I mean, we just went off on it for 15 minutes or yeah. so. It felt like forever, you know, mostly because yeah. I was talking to you, but... You know, it was, it was hilarious. It was so much fun. It was so ridiculous. Um, I think if we do anything right, it's looking at something ridiculous and then finding a way to make it even yeah. more absurd. Right, right. So that was a great bit. So if, if, if you want to send in your favorite bits, we ask the, the audience to do this all the time. And on occasion, we'll get some good ones where people suggest them. But, you know, we'd love to get more of these loaded on YouTube. So if you have a favorite bit that isn't on YouTube, uh, send us a message. Tell us where it is. Tell us what episode it is. If you have the time codes, that's even better. And then we can cut it and we can put it on YouTube, separate it out from the, uh, from the episode. And that way we can get more content on YouTube and more, more little tiny vignettes that uh, really are sort of the best little funniest parts of the show this is Stephen heathen and this is joe kendick from the unbuckling the bible belt podcast here out of nashville tennessee we wanted to congratulate y'all on your 200th episode you guys are one of the main reasons we started doing this shit in the first place glory, glory home motherfuckers, motherfuckers you, you guys, guys rock. rock so for this spectacular goddamn horror show of a story which comes from the daily mail we are joined by jake from the imaginary friendshow.com podcast org biznet. <laughs> I think I got that right. Did I get that right? Yes, you got it really, really right. Correct. The Fantastic. most right thing that I've ever heard. <laughs> Guys, congratulations. Thanks for being on our uh, crappy 200th episode, man. Yeah, yeah. Congratulations on 200 episodes. I'm so sorry to all of your listeners. Yeah, and this is actually our 200th episode, unlike your. 200th episode was really like your 313th <laughs> yeah, like episode. episode. Yeah. <laughs> it was very confusing. I've just yeah. realized that I, I probably had my 200th episode about, what, two or three months ago, and I, and I had you guys on, and I've just realized you've just about caught up to me. So I think from now on, my two weekly shows will be separately numbered. Because <laughs> uh, the last <laughs> thing that I want to, be, to, to happen is to be overtaken. <laughs> you know, I'll tell you, there's some people out there, though, that are really prolific. Thomas is almost at his 100th episode from Thomas, oh, no. from Atheistically Speaking. He's putting out a show like every 30 seconds. Pity about the quality, though. Wow. <laughs> wow. And we're also joined by Thomas, it turns out. <laughs> we're like fucking pull a Mori on you and like have him like oh, run out from the fucking yeah. sidelines from the green room. Oh, yeah, with a chair. <laughs> oh, that would be fantastic. Jake the whole time is just denying that his, it's his baby. He's just like, it's not my baby. It's not my baby. <laughs> You are not the father. <laughs> do they have that kind of shit? Like, do they have those shit shows in Australia? By the way, do they have that? Like, is there an Australian equivalent to the Maury show? Uh, the Australian paternity test show. So no? we 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 actually used to have Maury Povich uh, beamed into Australia, but. Uh, no, Australia's uh, actually got a, an IQ over a hundred, so we, we, <laughs> we generally just we generally just don't. Uh, need that sort of stuff. Oh man! So it's uh, 
Yeah, we moved well, away from that. By the way, <laughs> could I just rescind the comment that I said about uh, Thomas? Because I do love, adore the shit out of Thomas. Yeah, no, you cannot yeah. rescind it. You cannot. Oh, no. Good. No. Okay, good. Uh, I'm doubling down then. God, he's a dick. No, I actually, as you said that, I chiseled it into a stone tablet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, what? You jizzed it into a stone tablet. That is disgusting. <laughs> However, I, I should say your ability to jizz in words is yeah. is prolific. You know, it is fantastic. <laughs> it is, but it's a little unsettling that it will etch stone. You know, that was yeah, that's true. Acidic, yeah, kind of like Predator because you got the penis inside the penis, <laughs> slides out, <laughs> spurts the acid everywhere. Of the two, I was more impressed with the etching than the actual spelling. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I think both are really impressive. To be honest with you, yeah, yeah, no, you are totally correct. But congratulations, guys. 200 episodes. It's uh, it's a real feat. I know because I did it recently myself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, I, I will say it feels like an accomplishment. Uh, there is no barriers to us doing it. So we yeah. have literally nothing to overcome in <laughs> order to get here. You know, as yeah. a podcaster, you know, if you just think about, like, the, the barriers to podcasting, you have to um, podcast. Right. Yeah. <laughs> And that is all. That is literally no, I, the I only requirement. I found it very difficult uh, this afternoon when, when, or just before you guys called. I had to uh, walk down a flight of stairs, which is arduous in and of itself, yeah, uh, to turn on my coffee machine and make myself a coffee so that I would be, um, you know, interesting enough, I suppose, uh, in order to, you know, in order to be interesting enough to yeah. to discuss this with. You. I think that's probably the challenge. Let us know, by the way, when that kicks in. Because so far, <laughs> go ahead and get yourself another cup. We'll wait. Yeah, it's fine. Uh, this is from the Daily Mail. Brutal initiation ceremony at Satyananda Yoga Movement. Whoa, fuck. Uh, saw a seven-year-old girl sexually assaulted after a leader licked her blood. An inquiry into child sex abuse at Australia's oldest yoga ashram has found children were subjected to sexual abuse, starvation, neglect. Two women have now told the Royal Commission that they were sexually abused by the man who founded the worldwide yoga movement. One of them described how she was stripped, cut, sexually assaulted by him while a number of men watched on. Shockingly enough, celibacy was a requirement at the ashram and people would be beaten if found to be having sex. So while you may not have Mori Povich, you've got yoga. You do have crazy weird sex yoga. <laughs> And I got to yeah. say, like, I'm generally a fan of crazy weird sex yoga. <laughs> like, if somebody said, like, hey, do you want to do crazy weird? I'd be like, fucking, yeah, let's do that. Okay. All right. Let's, I, absolutely. Fucking downward yeah. facing dog all day. Like, if you, if you remove the, uh, the seven-year-old from this story, I mean, it's still, it's still awful. Yeah. It's still beyond absolutely. awful. Yeah. Yeah. But it is, it is, it's kind of one of those things. Like, I used to teach yoga. You, you know, a few lifetimes ago, I was a personal trainer, and, and I did the, uh, the, the fitness classes, the uh, group fitness classes, and one of those was, was a yoga class. And, you know, the, the interesting people that come along there, you know, there's the yoga devotees, the ones who really get into the yoga, and then there's the people who just come to sweat and fart and that sort of stuff, fart in public. <laughs> Because I mean, look, it's a real. It's one of those real unfortunate things that you can't. You, you know, it's not socially acceptable to fart in public. I mean, I still do it. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But uh, it, it's uh, it, you know, when you go to a yoga class, you are expected to fart. But uh, you know, the real yoga devotees—they're the interesting ones, right? They're the ones who talk with that like really breathy voice, and um, you know, they'll they'll come up to you after the after the the session, you know, in this fictional universe, and they'll say something like, "So, 
I've been wondering, like, I like your yoga classes, but is there any way to take my yoga to the next level? <laughs> and, uh, and, you know, you might suggest something like, you know, hot yoga or, or Bikram yoga. You know, Bikram yoga is quite intense. So you say, I, I suggest you go to, why don't you try out Bikram yoga? You know, it's quite an intense yoga. It's, it's for advanced yoga practitioners. And then they say, yeah, you know, I tried Bikram yoga. I think I'm looking for something more like um, intense. Intense, like properly intense. Like I'm, I'm talking the kind of intense where you know you're a seven-year-old girl oh, and you get blood raped by your, <laughs> oh, um, by your uh, yoga practitioner uh, guy who runs the ashram. That's what I'm really looking for. I'm really looking oh. for a way to get raped while I'm trying to do something <laughs> that isn't doesn't have anything to do with rape. That's, that's really what I'm looking for. And uh, so then you tell them that uh, you tell them about this ashram and they go and get exactly what they were looking for. And, you know, they come back and they thank you because you gave them exactly what they were looking for. Well, I, I don't know exactly how to follow that, to be to be perfectly honest. <laughs> for just a moment, I was rendered speechless. Although it, it does occur to me that in a place which is called an ashram. Um, wow. You you don't have a whole lot of uh, <laughs> expectations outside of this. You know, like at some point you're just like, I mean, I. I mean, you, you know, you go to IHOP, you get pancakes, you know, you yeah. go to the ashram, you know, you get ashram. I mean, this is it. Yeah. This is, I mean, what else, what else is there to expect? I'm really, you know, I'm really hoping that my silence is distancing myself from both of you at this point. <laughs> I, hope, I hope that I could do that. This is a terrible people party and you are invited, sir. This is something that I found interesting. It said that they practiced and preached abstinence as a path to enlightenment. And the first thing I thought is like, that's you or I preaching that fasting is the way to enlightenment. <laughs> you know? These and then gorging yourself. A giant Jabba the Hutt looking freaks are feet, like <laughs> dumping frogs into their face saying, no, 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 Ichuda, you shouldn't be eating right now. <laughs> <laughs> yes, guilt gorging. Yeah, I yeah. mean, this this is pretty much it. I mean, this, this, is, this is the great issue with the Catholic Church. In fact, uh, it, through this same Royal Commission that's taking place, uh, the Catholic Church actually admitted, I believe it was last week, that uh, celibacy has played a large part in the sexual abuse of, of children um, in, in the Catholic Church, you know, the institutionalised issue that they've had pretty much since day dot um, when there wasn't celibacy. So, yeah, so it's, it, it's really, you know, it, it's really testament to the fact that any time you try to seek these types of things, especially when they're for bullshit reasons like enlightenment or whatever, uh, you, you tend to gorge yourself on the thing that you're attempting to, because you know it becomes something that you treasure, you know, far more than than you would have previously. It's something that you idolise, and then all of a sudden you get a taste of it, and you dive in with a seven year old. Oh, I presume. Wow. <laughs> oh, wow. Can we just talk for a second about <laughs> something completely different? Like, say, I don't know the like the images in this when they're showing the images of these people. What is it that you're hoping to accomplish when you join something like this? Phil? You're like, oh, you know what I hope? I hope you fucking make me work all day in the sun setting bricks and my wife gets to look like she wore a fucking sack to work today. <laughs> like, it, what are you looking for in a place like this? Like, do you want to be a Luddite? Is that sort of what these people are looking to do? How happy does the director guy look, though? 
He's well, got such a great smile on his yeah, face. He he's looks got the very happy. eyes like he's smiling with his entire face. What a happy guy. He has fringe benefits, though. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but he doesn't look like a out. typical pedophile, I, oh, I suppose. No. Maybe he does, actually. No, that Maybe he does. <laughs> there you go. Well, you know, the, th- the thing is, like, anytime you have one of these communities, like, and it's like, oh, yeah, what we're going to do, and, and here's where it won't go wrong at all, is, see, what we're going to do is isolate ourselves from all of the rest of society, and then we're going <laughs> to elevate one or two people up to like a like kind of like a godlike status, and everybody will come yeah. to us for the approval for how right. to live and our lifestyle choices. Oh, and what meanwhile, <laughs> you guys can do all of the work while I sit on this like throne of fucking soft cushions. Oh, yeah, um, yeah okay. I can't see how that would possibly fucking backfire. No, yeah. but hang on, Tom. Like that that is too much. That is too much because you know <laughs> the reason that they do God, that Tom is because if they were to lift a finger in manual labor, they would lose their wisdom. You know, they have to have all of their energy conserved in order to well, rape the children, but oh, also for, for the wisdom. Sake. For the wisdom because if you look yeah, like raping children aside, you know, that takes quite a bit of energy. But the wisdom is also really important. So if they if they set bricks, for example, or if they chop wood, or if they do anything related to the manual tasks that they are forcing the people of the ashram to do, then they just could not they could not provide the level of child rapery you know, and wisdom, I suppose, um, that they would be ex- that would be expected of them. You know, and then then they can't be called leader because they're not fulfilling their child rapist duties. I wonder why people don't just leave after their wife is forced to fillet someone. You know, like why isn't that like a, a reason to go? It's the same question as the you know anything to do with domestic violence as well. You know, they you, they're in your head. You know, as as, yeah. as much as they're yeah. in any other part of your body, they're they're in your head. They they force you to stay there. Um, you know, they, they, it, it's part of the psychology, you know, it's battered women's syndrome, it's battered child syndrome, it's, um, Stockholm syndrome, it's, it's that sort of thing. Like the, you are, you have no opportunity. And for a lot of these people, especially, you know, um, the, one of the stories in there was of a woman, um, whose child had been, um, uh, molested. Th- that woman had grown up at, in the ashram. So there were people in there who had lived their entire lives effectively not knowing anything outside of that. Um, and, and, you know, that's probably a, a rather large reason why they, they, they didn't leave because they simply didn't know they could. Um, and I, I dare say that e- even for the ones that um, thought they could leave or, or who knew a life outside of it, there's a good chance that they, you know, didn't think they could leave either. I mean, it's... It's just an unfortunate. It's the worst sort of thing, you know. You, being inside a, a a scenario like that, you know, you've got you, you've got that forced psychology of you you cannot leave, otherwise, you know, you will be nothing. Uh, you know, you, there's no way that you can achieve what you've set out to achieve, which is some sort of spiritually ambivalent thing. Yeah, I guess you can't like you can't apply like a rational rubric to it, but there does seem to be that, you know. And I, and I hear everything you're saying, I, it, but at some point, like. You get back to your fucking mud hut or wherever you're forced to live in, in this fucking godforsaken hellhole they call Australia, and uh, <laughs> you know you're like you're like covered in the fucking you know ashram leader's semen, and you're just like, oh, man, today was God. just fucking weird, man. Just like like something about today, like I don't want any more today's. Like today is enough. I've had it. 
I got fucking. Yeah. I can. I can do yoga at any strip mall in Sydney. You know, like I don't need to do this <laughs> out here oh. in the middle of the fucking bush, being constantly attacked by dingoes. Like this is horrible. <laughs> <laughs> they are in dingo territory as well. Yeah, look, I, it, it's a it's an awful scenario. I mean, I, I've heard stories of Mormons who live in the like the Warren Warren Jeffs type yeah yeah cult right yeah, areas yeah. where. If they leave, they leave their entire family. You know, if, if they right. can't convince their, their kids to come with them, if they can't convince their wife to come with them, um, not only are they at risk of being um, tattled on and, and being forced to stay there or killed, um, the, you know, they, they, they are leaving their entire family, their entire friend structure behind, their work. You know, they have to now become members of society. It's, I, I reckon that's probably... The, the hardest thing that they would ever do in their entire life. I, I dare say that if they made it out, you know, the rest of life would just be generally a breeze, even though it literally wouldn't be. But don't you think these people would be a little more flexible? Like a little more... Nice. Very nice, <laughs> yes. This has been the only segment I've ever regretted doing on this show. <laughs> so, Jake, Jake uh, besides uh, reaching 200 a lot faster than we did and uh, with a lot less fanfare, uh, what else is going on? Uh, you got anything important coming out lately? Yeah, I suppose. We're, we're doing some really awesome things um, in, in 2015. I, well, actually, firstly, I, I interviewed Robin Ince, who I'm a huge fan of. He's, uh, he's, he sits next to Brian Cox, the physicist, on uh, their podcast, uh, The Infinite Monkey Cage, the, the, the BBC show. Um, I interviewed him last week, and that show's just come out over the weekend. Um, I have a great uh, Christmas song that I've just put out, uh, Merry Mythmas. Uh, enjoy that. And um, a bunch of fellow podcasters uh, got together. You were invited, but you didn't respond, so you're not in there, um, for a uh, for a, a Christmas play that we put together, uh, a radio play, I suppose, on the very first Christmas. Oh. Uh, and that'll be out later this week on uh, imaginaryfriendshow.com. Um, and then 2015 is is massive for Brisbane skeptics. We've got two skeptic camps occurring, one in uh, March and one in uh, June. And then we've also got the National Skeptics Convention that we're doing in November la- uh, next year. So it's going to be absolutely incredible. Huge year. Huge year for 2015. We would have. We I think we would have gotten that email if we didn't set you to spam. Uh, ah, but, yes. Yeah, I think that might be the problem. <laughs> However, I do totally understand. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jake, uh, people know where to find your show because you've been on our show. I think the mo- you're the guest. I think we've had the most on. I am or so at least sorry. I am so sorry. Not to you guys, to the listeners. Yeah, com is where you can find Jake's awesome podcast. Jake, thank you so much for joining us on our 200th. No, thank you. And guys, honestly, congratulations. You know, 200 episodes is not a small feat, despite despite what you said. It is not a small feat. Uh, you know, the, what you guys put together every week is incredible. It's um, it's certainly worth listening to, um, you know, 5% of the time. The rest of the time, you know, do, do it because it's part of your habit, you know, fake it till you make it. That's like right, it, baby. That's like right. it a little bit, that's fine too. No, you, really, guys, you, you are tremendous. I love everything you do, and I, I love the both of you. So uh, we'll speak again soon.
All right. All right. Thanks, Thanks a lot, Jake. Hey, Thomas Cecil. It's Joey from Tucson, Arizona. I just wanted to call in and say congratulations on your shitty podcast reaching its 200th episode. I'm not sure how you fuckers pulled it off, but you really got me feeling like the little tugboat that could and inspired me and my buddy Blake to start our own crappy podcast. Anyway, we're still pending iTunes and Stitcher approval, so for now your fans can go out and listen to our introduction episode at thegodlessdrinkinghourpodcast.com. Anyway, you guys really know how to make me shit my pants at work, so keep up the awesome job. So for this fucking horror show of a story, we are joined by Noah and Heath from the Scathing Atheist Podcast. Gentlemen, if I can use such a term to describe you, thank you for joining us. I- you having us and that, that loose use of the word gentleman, too. <laughs> it's helpful for both of us. Thank you. Hey, we're pretty liberal up here in the north. <laughs> now, when you guys got to 200, you were hoping to have somebody, like, real yeah. on this show by now, right. right? You were hoping to. <laughs> we were hoping for, like, a, I don't even know, like a David Smalley or something. Well, you know, at the, at the <laughs> very least. You guys couldn't book Sarah Palin oh, or not. Like... Well, all right. So I'm, I'm not going to lie to you guys. The fucking cat's out of the bag. When Cecil and I were putting together our list of, you know, like, hey, who do we really want to have? It's a big episode for us. We want to make sure that it's funny. And we want to make sure that it's interesting. We want to make sure that it's insightful. It gets the most, you know, attention from people. And so when Neil deGrasse Tyson uh, finally backed out, we thought, fine, <laughs> scathing atheist. At the last minute. At the, yeah, yeah, it was just like, he what was I, like, guys, no, I'm yeah. sorry. My wife is I'm like, I don't care. <laughs> Get on the fucking I show. I am happy to be sloppy seconds to NDT anytime, brother. That's 200 episodes, though. That's like 1,400 dog episodes. That's huge. Now, I, I definitely want to congratulate you guys. It's a big accomplishment. But I also want to pause in a second to remember the tens of thousands of winged buffaloes that gave their lives to make those 200 episodes possible. So it's a bittersweet kind oh, of thing. We love a good beefalo. That's, yeah, that's depends depends what your opinion of winged yeah. buffaloes. If it's yeah. bittersweet or just win win. Or... So now I, I have to ask because we're coming up on our hundredth episode. When you guys listen back to the older episodes, do, do you get embarrassed by how bad they are? Because I know when I listen to your older episodes. <laughs> uh, yeah, I get much. embarrassed listening to episode one ninety nine. <laughs> I mean, what are you talking about? I am. What yeah. show are you guys on? I'm <laughs> regretting this as we do it. So, I <laughs> know. Uh, I I think that's an excellent question. I can say honestly that I have regretted every episode. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I, I yeah. I've never been happy. The important with thing is that you're consistent. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I'm in a constant state of regret about everything. You know, the thing is, every time we record an episode, I think, man, this show would probably be pretty good if I put my mind yeah. in it. <laughs> but I haven't, you know, I haven't gotten there this yet. Had competent people that actually right. ran it. it would you be know, amazing. I mean, you guys are like the still living Siskel and Ebert of <laughs> atheist podcasts. <laughs> yeah, for for now, for now. <laughs> <laughs> let's not get too optimistic. Twenty fifteen. Let's get yeah. some resolutions on yeah. the board. Let's. <laughs> So this story comes from opposingviews.com. Uh, people say God made them miss Air Asia flight. <laughs> Quote, some people. Yeah, some, not everybody, because it still took yeah. off with 162 no, people. The other people were quoted as saying, ah! Yeah. <laughs> I don't He's know how many genes that has, but it's got several. <laughs> Maybe yeah. they were dictating. I, I have to say, it's... It, only religious people could find the bright side yeah. of this horrible fucking disaster. And the bright side is it happened to some other motherfuckers. That's, 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 that's it. actually their bright side. Yeah. Yeah. So 162 people are presumed dead um, when the AirAsia flight QZ8501 uh, crashed. 
um, in the fucking ocean. It's 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 tragic. There's no way. There's no way to even. Why are we laughing? At I this? don't know. Because, <laughs> because the next there's a part, silver lining we're gonna get to. <laughs> because the the next part is the 23 people who are like didn't get on the plane. They were scheduled to get on the plane, and then fucking their dad got sick instead. So God's fucking plan. To save the fucking 23 lucky people is to make a 24th person sick. So, cancer, perfect. This will solve everything. All the power in the universe. This is a this is a being who can fucking shape a sun with his hands. And he's like, man, I really want to save those 23 people. He doesn't disappear their fucking gate ticket. Yeah. No, Instead, he no. fucking makes dad get sick. He's so sick that 23 people are like, fuck. <laughs> well, and I, I tried to do some research on this. I'm not 100% sure, but if I'm not mistaken, 23 for a flight this size is actually really low compared to the normal no-show uh, rate. So God went out of his way to not kill fewer people. Did I say that right? <laughs> He's bucking the tread. Oh, yes. no. Oh, leave it to religious people, though, to be so unbelievably fucking narcissistic right. as to think that, that, that they're going to be saved by some god while other people perish in some flaming wreck. Right. I think this flaming wreck is about you. It's unbelievable. There's yeah. so much arrogance you know, there. I will say the other bright side, Cecil, is the flaming wreck was quickly extinguished as the plane hit the ocean. <laughs> And plummeted right. down to the crushing depths. All of those people sitting there with, you know, severed or broken limbs only had to suffer until they drowned. So right. right. That was the silver lining. Yeah, we kept promising we were going to get yeah. to the good news end of this. There's a bright side. Yeah. Oh, they could have been eaten by the Kraken. Yeah. I mean, let's, there's options. God. Well, that's at least as likely as God reached down and saved these 23 fucking people. So. Can you imagine? All I hope is that is that at the funeral of these 162 people is that the 23 show up and they're like, man, we're just fucking glad it wasn't us. I mean, I, mean, I, just, oh, I feel really bad. Yeah. Like your mother seems really sweet, little boy. Yeah. And your dad, too, as it turns out. What? You're oh. getting raised by fucking strangers. Well, listen. It wasn't me. See, I hope th- I I hope they're haughty about it and like pick up the flowers and spike them on the ground. Like, <laughs> you bitches, raise right. alive, motherfucker! Honestly, it's like they're trash talking, right? I mean, I'd like to thank our God, the real one, the worst. You, know? you guys have a decent one too, though. You have a good one. You have a good. He got you killed, but he tries. He cares. You know, oh, every shit. God can't be tall. Every can't have a tall God. What are you gonna do? Now, my favorite line from the whole story, one of the guys says, um, or I think it was a woman who said, this is a special Christmas gift from God that we missed the flight. We are so thankful to our God. And all I'm going to say, I don't mean to look a gift horse in the mouth or anything, but not dying is the same thing God got you last year or last Christmas. No creativity here at all. And plus, East Java is clearly outside of Jesus's jurisdiction. These people thanking Jesus are getting the DNA yeah. wrong at least. Oh, yeah. Right. Oh, right. yeah, absolutely, absolutely, man. Check with Homeland Security on that. Yeah. <laughs> it sucks, too, when you open up your fucking Christmas present, like you come downstairs, you fucking rub the sleep out of your eyes, and you're all excited, and you pull it out from under the tree, and inside it's like flaming wreckage. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, this oh. wasn't you. You didn't get this in literal form. <laughs> It's got a it's Congrats. got a beautiful bouquet of charred flesh yeah. and screams. What a yeah. Well, that was an actual almost direct quote from one of the people on this story. They said that God's plan was so beautiful. 
It's like, really? You couldn't, God couldn't come up with this? This is felonious. This, this guy could be playing for Cecil's fantasy team, and you're praising how beautiful his plan is? Oh, he wow. stabs me in the heart. Wow. Oh, man. The low blow comes oh. out. Take that. I, I don't even have any excuses. I'm just like, fucking, yeah, it sucked. That's, yeah, well, that's, <laughs> that's it. That's good, yeah. Well, isn't there still a hope? Like, couldn't God intervene? Yeah, maybe, yeah maybe God. I know. Like, actually, what if fantasy season's over? I don't care what I don't God know. I don't know how this works, yeah. but I just assume that God can intervene. He could have crashed a plane on DeMarco Murray if he yeah. wanted to, and that was... <laughs> It wouldn't but he matter didn't, now. and that was a Christmas gift to me. Yeah, yeah, you Not, wouldn't, yeah, wouldn't matter for you. You'd be like, "Fucking, I don't care. Fucking, I, use them like a fucking condom. I don't give a <laughs> shit." <laughs> now, I gotta say though, I, I've been thinking more and more about this, and I love this worldview that these people are expressing because if you think about it. How much does God love our asses, right? All the planes that have ever gone yeah. down, we haven't been on any of them. No shit. He's right? kept us off every <laughs> single one of them. God loves the shit out of us. Doesn't this get into a topic we've discussed before a little bit, kind of like the branch of ethics that deals with puppy rape analogies in a way, you know? <laughs> it, 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 and I think this one falls into like the complimenting God on all the puppies he didn't rape category, right? Right, yeah. right. Uh, right. It's like thanking God for not raping almost all the puppies. Every time he gang rapes 162 puppies, but he doesn't gang rape all the rest. It's a big... Uh. Well, that's doing, that's yeah. the whole good and evil argument, right? It's like, <laughs> it's like, yeah, well, you guys get free will. And so, like, as a result of free will, you get evil. But no, not all of you get evil. <laughs> just like, you know, like black people and the people I don't like. So, like, that's it. <laughs> like, that's, that's those are the people that get the evil. Oh, that was yeah. redundant, by the way, clearly, if you're talking about Jesus as God. <laughs> so uh, let's move away from this horrible fucking story for a second <laughs> to talk about you guys. Now, you guys just reached a major milestone with your Patreon, and you guys are starting a new podcast? That we are. What's, what, tell us about it. What's going to happen? Well, we're still kind of ironing out a lot of the details. Are we, are we sure on the name? Are we, are we 100% on the name yet? I'd say we're 99. We're 99% sure on the name, so you can, you can see how far along we are. Uh, <laughs> I hope it's cognitive dissonance. <laughs> <laughs> we were going to go with, like, dognitive kissidence or something like that, you know, try to... Wasn't it schmog? Schmog. Schmog. schmog, schmog yeah. There yeah, you that's go. Nice. Nice. You guys are branching off into the skeptical field now. You're stepping away from atheism and into skepticism. Well, I wouldn't say we're stepping away from atheism as much because I think I think of atheism as a part of skepticism. I don't think you're doing skepticism right if you still believe in you know God reaching down and saving Malaysian air flights passengers <laughs> by the dozen. Um, but uh, yeah, the thing is, we, we want to focus more on. I hate to say this because it's almost going to sound like the intro to your show, but we want to focus more on the political topics and on the topics that maybe don't directly involve religion, right. but sure. yeah, are of those the larger skeptical interests. So, all right. So you're launching this. When, when, when can we expect this new show? When's the launch? Well, we're actually going to be launching it just for our Patreon listeners first. So there's going to be like a three-week window between when we start and when it will be available. It should be about the middle of February. Oh, cool. And what, are you going to do like a current events format? Like what's the, what's the yeah, format? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Basically the same format as our show now, except for tackling a larger, like a broader range of topics, including the, uh, like, like we said, the skeptical topics and also just those weird ass news topics that really don't fit, fit into any category. So. But you can't fucking help but want to talk about them. Right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. If somebody gets arrested fucking a potato, we will probably <laughs> talk about it. <laughs> we already have a segment penciled down for a potato fucker, I thought. I thought we were clear. So, Tom, you know, get on that if yeah, you don't I mind. Was, I haven't been arrested yeah, so yet. flashlight was, that lights up automatically when you put your yeah, dick in it. Powered by I was going to say, I, you know, I'm tempted just to do it just so that I could hear the fucking segment at the I, I'm not even sure what they would charge you with, yeah. but I'm sure they'd figure something out. You're like, sir, that's just... 
Yeah. I don't know. Just come to the station. Uh, we'll work it out wrong. later. Right. It just seems wrong. <laughs> like, that's like crimes against Irish people. <laughs> well, guys, thank you for joining us on our 200th episode. You guys were amazing. And, and uh, where can people find your podcast? You can check us out at scathingatheist.com or on iTunes or Stitcher or wherever you generally go for podcasts. You'll probably find us. And, hey, man, thanks a lot. And uh, congratulations, guys. Huge milestone for you. Thanks so much. Appreciate all your Big time. Congrats. Man. Absolutely. Thanks for having us, too. Podcasters, they live in squalor, destitute, and disenfranchised, eking out an existence as best they can in such desolate places as Chicago. In pairs, but otherwise alone, they suffer from hunger and thirst, barely making it day to day on store-brand chicken wings and weak domestic beer. But now you can help. For just a few dollars a podcast, pennies a day, you can give them the restaurant-style chicken wings and imported beer that they so desperately need. For less than the price of a cup of coffee, you can make a difference in their lives, allowing them the opportunity to rant unfettered as nature intended. Please, go to patreon.com backslash pod today make a pledge and help these poor innocent creatures lead a life worth living so for this story we are joined by thomas from every podcast currently available on the internet (laughs) (laughs) yeah i just finished recording serial it was pretty good (laughs) (laughs) i hear good things about that it's a breakout guilty or not guilty i'm just curious like way in totally guilty okay first off guilty now we're gonna talk about serial by the way oh wow (laughs) spoiler alert for anyone here we go yeah no i i totally buy it okay but if you haven't listened to serial just turn off the show and and listen to my show no don't do that (laughs) listen afterwards No, that's terrible <laughs> fucking advice. No, I totally think Why he did it. Why are you on our show? You're telling people to turn off our show. <laughs> hey, you wanted to talk about my other project, Serial, which I'm deeply <laughs> yeah, right, involved right. in. <laughs> yeah, no, go on, Sarah Koenig. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I totally think he did it, don't you? Did you guys no. listen to it? Yeah, I think I, I don't I don't know whether he did it or not. I think there's no way they should have convicted. Right, that's, like, that's how no, I There's no I agree way with that. to, I agree to listen that. to that story and be like, yeah. hmm, I don't think there's any reasonable doubt here. No, yeah. I totally agree with that. I think that he he should have gotten off, but just on an interpersonal like vibe you get from the guy kind of feeling, I obviously wouldn't bet my life on it or anything, but <laughs> I just think it comes down to the when he talks about Jay, he's like, "Yeah, I don't know." <laughs> it's like, "Okay, if your ex-girlfriend was murdered and there's only Jay knew where the car was, so he 100% has a connection to the murder." And then you're convicted and then you're like, they're like, "Who did it?" Well, there's Jay. Yeah, I don't know if he did it. I don't know. <laughs> like, you would have yeah, more I don't know if I buy that, though, that. because it's 15 years after the fact at this point, and so the man's been in matter? prison for 15 years. Well, it does matter. He's been in prison for 15 years. He's enculturated to prison, and he also has to face the fact 
at least the, the straight up fact that he will die in that prison as a convicted murderer. At some point, you have to take a bit of a backseat philosophical view on that in order to get by. If you are actually wrongfully convicted on that, at some point, you just have to say, hey, this is the reality of my day to day. And different people are going to uh, respond to that differently. I, I don't think that whole like, yeah, his vibe doesn't come across right. So no, probably it's not guilty. his vibe. It's it's that like there's I just in my deepest humanity, I cannot imagine having that reaction toward Jay if if I were him and totally innocent. I just I can't even imagine it. I've heard this theory floated that oh yeah, time you know, but it's like no, he's literally the only person who's possibly connected to it for sure. Like. He has a for sure connection to it, and there's no reaction. Like, it just seems hard to believe to me. But anyway, yeah, he shouldn't have been convicted. So. I am super glad that we don't convict people on people's feelings, though. Right? Oh, no, I know. You know? I, I'm 100% acknowledging that. Like, I wouldn't have convicted him based on the evidence. I was just giving you my feelings, because that's what I come on your show to do. I talk about cereal and give that's you my it- feelings on it. <laughs> Why are we wow. talking about cereal? <laughs> right, I know. It's fucking derailed right off the right bat. Off the so, bat. so skip all I, that. I, the actual podcasts that you are involved in are fucking this legion. American For me life. To enumerate them <laughs> would only do them a disservice. This American life. So, Thomas, if you can enumerate the actual podcasts that you represent, that you come to this show as the as the fucking gleaming light representing, please. Yeah, I've decided that I'm a podcast mogul. That's actually something I've talked <laughs> wow. about. I mean, do you comb your hair over? A mogul? Isn't that a thing you like go around skiing? Isn't that? I don't. <laughs> well, people go around as podcasts <laughs> and search for others. Oh no! Oh. oh, I get it. I'm such an easy target because I'm a few rungs down the ladder, the <laughs> podcasting ladder from you guys. I get it. Come on. I get it. Just wait. One of my 37 podcasts was going to hit it huge, <laughs> and then you guys are going to be fucking crying to me. Oh, God, dude, please come on our podcast. You're such a big, <laughs> such a big podcast guy now. I'll be like, what? Who is this? I don't even remember who the fuck this is. How did you get my dude, email address? you could get your fucking chest swole over your <laughs> position as a podcaster. Oh, man. Like, if you wake up and you're fucking thumping your own chest because you're a fucking... Big fish in a pond nobody even fishes in. <laughs> yeah. There's more right? podcasts yeah. than there are people now. That's actually a documented uh, fact. Like, uh, there's no... I don't know how they're even making that many, but I think <laughs> I think now, like, computers are creating podcasts so that there's more than... Uh, it'll never... It's just never... It's exponential. It's, it makes I me want to get out of the I think the only people that listen to podcasts are podcasters. <laughs> That's it. It's That's like right. blogs at this point, right? Like, <laughs> who reads a blog? Yeah, like exactly. other bloggers. Well, maybe you and I, you guys, and, and I ought to take what do what blogs are doing now, and it just talk shit on each other, and then like report, oh. and then like you know, kind of. Do uh, clear the air and then talk shit about each other again. You know, like it, that that's the cycle you have to go through to get the list. Just manufacture some controversy. Yeah. <laughs> just fine. Yeah. I heard you, uh, you know, I don't, I don't mean it's like this is just an aside, like doesn't, we can edit it out, but I, I totally heard Thomas fucks giraffes. I'm just saying, you know, <laughs> Whoa, don't, I mean, don't okay. air that or anything. All right. That's it. Tune in next week. I'm going to talk. <laughs> you will not believe. What those fuckers over a cognitive dissonance said about me. So you need to tune into my podcast. One of them is atheistically speaking. Get the get the real story behind the fucking giraffe fucking comment that was made. Giraffe gate. Yeah. <laughs> it's a huge gate. I mean, it's an enormous yeah. gate. You gotta keep them in there. That's true. That's true. <laughs>
Yeah, no, that's what we got to do. We got to generate that controversy, get those I think clicks, so. and then yeah. uh, you know, ad sponsored, you know, ad supported content. That's that's the that's the business model that I'm on. Now. Right, and then right. backstage, no, we're be- just high fiving each other. Right, we're just like, yeah, yeah exactly. Fucking got those clicks. <laughs> What's up? I saw him at the parties. <laughs> oh wait, the, that's not the a thing. All right, so the actual fucking podcast. So, Name them up. Okay, Come on, let's sure. go. Um, we, we don't have all fucking night. Do you want them chronological, alphabetical, uh, <laughs> Dewey Decimal? I don't even know yeah. if you can remember them all. I know. Like, did you just, write them on your fucking hand, Sarah Palin? I'm actually just, like, that's why I'm just killing time trying to remember. Like, I'm frantically, <laughs> like, just rustling through papers and, like, documents and shit, like, hoping <laughs> something will tell me. Um, yeah, Atheistically Speaking is my most atheist one. And then... Uh, <laughs> That's on Mondays and Thursdays, so find that. It's going strong. Always interesting topics. Do I have topics. to TiVo that, or can I just download it whenever? Uh, I believe it's available for uh, for download whenever. So. Oh, sweet. I think that's how the internet works now um, for the last 20 years. Uh, no. Uh, and then uh, <laughs> Thomas and the Bible comes out every Wednesday uh, in the PM, and that's, that's still going strong. Um, almost... Uh, I think I'm like 62% done with the Bible. It's taking the rest of my life, but I'll, I'll get through it. And then I just started up one called Comedy Shoeshine, which is really funny, and it's actually fun to do. So that's uh, that's out on Sundays. So, you and, know, I got a full schedule. And weren't you just on Incredulous, too? I was just on Incredulous. I'm not sure if it will have posted by this time. Probably will have. Uh, but, yeah, thanks to a recommendation from some Tom or Cecil jerk-offs. I, I can't remember. Some some names like that. Uh, I was I was uh, invited onto Incredulous. It was very fun. It was uh, it was a challenge. They gave well, I think me... you'll appear pretty quickly. They've got a strict production schedule of three to four shows a year. I think there's more mass shootings in the U.S. than there are Incredulous episodes <laughs> in a given year. <laughs> Easily, wouldn't you say? <laughs> I think that's probably unfortunately accurate. <laughs> When you're when you produce, I don't care what it is that you produce. Like when you can't produce more than the mass shootings in a year, like you just need to up the ante. I don't care if it's fucking beef Wellingtons in a year. Like <laughs> either that or you Andy, have to Andy, measure that. Andy's got to reduce the number of shootings in the one or the other. Like either right. he's got to work on you know shooting violence in the U.S. or put out more episodes. It's you know. Well, Thomas, we brought you all the way here to Glory Hole Studios. Um, mm. You know, fronted the, the the plane tickets, the hotel fare. Um, you trashed the fucking mini bar. All That's to talk about this story from the Washington Post. Did historical Jesus really exist? The evidence just doesn't add up. So this is an article, um, as I said, from the Washington Post. It kind of goes through the different article, uh, different uh, uh, conversation pieces, the different evidence points. Um, to support the idea that there was really even a Jesus of Nazareth at all, that this historical figure, regardless of the divinity claims, that it even existed at all. And those claims turn out to be pretty spurious at best. Thomas, what did you think of the article? Um, yes. Well, well, I just want to say thank you for inviting me all the way over here and paying for the expenses that you mentioned. I mean, I, I once you're a podcast mogul like I am, Maybe, you know, maybe you'll get the same treatment. I don't know. But uh, as a podcast mogul to keep that reputation, I do have to trash the mini bar right. in every uh, in every hotel room I go to. So sorry about that. Uh, but that's, you know, that's that's the game. That's how it goes. So, uh, yeah, I, I was particularly interested in this story because I saw Richard Carrier speak the other month 
And uh, one of my favorite things that he said that's not – I don't think it's in this article unless I, unless I missed it. Um, one of the funniest, most obvious things about whether or not there was a historical Jesus is that Jesus' name, you know, Yeshua or whatever the hell it would be, means Savior. What are the odds, you know? Just yeah. so happen to be named savior. And, you know, like it, it leans toward a sort of a, of a legend that's made up, you know, like his name happens to be what he is. <laughs> Seems a little, it's one of those things that I just never thought of. That's really obvious when you think well, about those it. Are, I think those are minor details. You know, my son's middle name is danger, you know? Oh. And so on occasion, like he'll like crash riding his bicycle and I'll be like, yes, because, you know, <laughs> then I feel like I've done my job. You know, yeah, it's like a self-fulfilling prophecy. Yeah, right. That's perfect. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's you not. He, he he did. You know, he was careful to say that. You know, it's not impossible that he would be named Yeshua. It was a somewhat common name, but not like terribly common. So it would be a bit of a coincidence. Um, I love but, that that was a common name. Like we're just name. Like yeah. we're just fucking name you're everybody. Savior, savior. You're a savior. You're a savior. Like everybody's a savior, I guess. Whatever. It'll hit eventually. <laughs> I guess when you're the Jews and you're looking for a savior. <laughs> Your parents have got to be – don't your parents kind of have to be dicks to do that though? Like what if – okay, if a picture we're all Jews, right? And we're like we're all waiting for a savior and then we're like I'm going to name my kid savior because it's it's him. <laughs> it's my kid. I know it. <laughs> Look, I could tell. Well, don't you have to be kind of a dick then not to? Like Ooh, you grow up and you're like – Throwing it back minute. at me. Yeah. Like how come all the other kids are named Savior? Oh, yeah. No, no. Mm. We didn't have any hope from you for the beginning. Or, or wait. Or what if your kid did turn out to be the Savior and he was named like Jeff? And you're like, ah, oh, Or fuck. like Stoneworker. Like everybody's name was just like what their parents thought they would be. Yeah. You know? And they're just like, <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, what a beautiful baby. Let's name him uh, Scullery Maid. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's just like pot smoker. Yeah, like just total <laughs> oh. nothing. Oh, look at that little baby. Let's call him Cheetos Fingers. <laughs> oh, no, there we go. Yeah, unemployment collector. Oh, no. Look at our little unemployment collector. <laughs> and then he turns out to be the freaking savior. He's the son of God. He's like, unemployment collector, son of God. Yeah, I know it's an unfortunate name. It just with my parents, you know. And uh, just to, I don't know if we wanted to try to, you know, get some sort of interesting, like, valuable information to your listeners. I don't know. Is that, do you care? If, no. <laughs> well, I start now. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. Yeah, that's what I don't want to kill the mood of your show. But uh, <laughs> uh, 200 episodes in, I think that we're, you know, we shouldn't sort of swim upstream at this point. I think we really Go kinda, with what yeah. works. Go yeah. with what works. We're more of the dead salmon at the end of the stream. Yeah. You know, like we're not, we're not like the the healthy, vigorous fish swimming toward victory. We're just kind of the flopping carcasses that don't know they're dead yet. But if you'd like to accidentally impart something of note, yeah, feel free. Yeah, you're just someone's like recycling they didn't take out that ended up in a river that's just kind of like collected oh, a bunch of shit on it, just floated up. <laughs> it's still kind, like, it's still kind of going. Plastic rings around a turtle or like a sad otter, <laughs> yeah, like, from like a shitty beer can with uh, like an oil slick around him. <laughs> Somebody's like, they got a picture of like a fucking like well-meaning worker like with some dawn like rubbing a fucking turtle and they rub it off and it just says cognitive dissonance <laughs> when they're done it's like ah those fuckers oh man yeah well okay so the, the the interesting things to note here and and i'm assuming most of your listeners know this kind of stuff but but for me i just never thought about it before and there's so much about the bible that you can just go through your life in america where most people believe in this bullshit and you just never question it like for example 
I mean, I, I don't know if I've mentioned this to you guys, but like how much of the Bible would you think the Old Testament is versus the New Testament? Just like if you had to guess based on like just growing up in the country. Well, I think the temptation would be to say half and half. Yeah. But I think in terms of like, are you talking about page numbers? Yeah, just length. Yeah. Length, okay. I, I would, would say, say probably 70, 30. 30 percent yeah well you're just about exactly right it is 70 well, that's because I, I cheated though because you're 62 percent of the way through exactly. and you had mentioned earlier that you're not into i was the trying old. to get you to yeah. guess as though you didn't already cheat like the <laughs> cheating slimy sons of bitches you are but uh <laughs> no i would have thought like if you'd asked me i would have been like i don't know half and half or like with the level of importance people place on the new testament i would have thought maybe the new testament's like 80 percent. i don't know right no, right no one talks about the old testament except for genesis no, the fucking Old Testament is worthless garbage in 70% of the book. And uh, similarly, no one really talks about one of the things Carrier and others uh, have pointed out about the historical case for Jesus is like it's sort of one of those things that's just unquestioned. Like no one really – because most of the people who have skin in the game who would really be historians who care about whether or not Jesus existed are already Christian. And they're not approaching it with the mindset of like, ooh, did this guy exist? They just assume he does. And uh, it's it's a very compelling case when you go through what what their evidence is, uh, rather, you know, their description of the lack of evidence for Jesus, that there really isn't anything. Everyone always references, oh, Josephus, but he was like 100 years later and yeah. not not terribly, uh, you know, descriptive. It's, just, it's very brief and there's just almost nothing. So it's. It's just one of those things. It's 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 interesting. So are you suggesting, Thomas, that when something unbelievably important and vital to the very like well being of your eternal soul was to go down, you wouldn't wait a hundred years to document that in a culture <laughs> that historically documents every fucking thing? Yeah, I would just if I were God, you know, yeah. I would have maybe thought ahead a tiny bit. And put like with the along with his issue of the Bible that he was, you know, his printing press issued uh, at the time, I would have just put a little like uh, thumb drive, you know, that had like, here's some <laughs> vital info. You can't use this now. You know, no, don't try to plug it into your, a tree or, you know, you guys don't have the technology for this. But someday, you know, they'll be able to pop in this thumb drive. Maybe it'll have like a Beatles song on it just for fun. You know, back when Windows like 95 had like that Weezer song or whatever. Maybe it'll just have one of those things and then it'll be like, hi, I'm God. So uh, here's all the evidence you need to believe in it'll this. Be, and uh, that would be it. It'll be a free U2 song, I think, is what it'll oh, be. Oh, God. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it was pre-installed. Yeah, but God didn't, didn't even have a choice. your Jesus thumb drive, whether you want it or not. <laughs> you kind of sound to me like a fucking Jesus birther. Yeah. I mean, honestly, like, oh, where's the birth certificate, Jesus? <laughs> yeah. No, Jesus birthers just think he was born, like, you know, born in Nigeria or something. They don't think he was... <laughs> <laughs> They don't. Buy, they're not buying that he was born in America, like most good Americans believe. Um, <laughs> good Americans, <laughs> you know. So here's what I'd like to do. I'd like to read a couple of because I think these. We got two messages on our Facebook page um, when I posted this article. Like ever? I actually think that oh, both okay. of these, both of these comments um, are kind of indicative of what you had what you had presented earlier about how about how Americans just tend to, and I think maybe a lot of Christians in general tend to like. They don't want to even think about the idea of the historicity of Jesus, right? Like, they just want to assume that that's true so they can move on to part two, which is the divinity of Jesus, right? So I posted this article, and we got these two comments, and so I kind of want to get your thoughts, guys, on these. All right. So this person uh, posted, how horrible to believe in a man that spent his life spreading love and acceptance. If I'm wrong, so be it. But if praising Jesus makes me a better person, who are you to argue? 
Our beliefs should hurt no one. As an atheist, you believe there is nothing out there. What does it hurt if the rest of us believe? Who do we hurt? Who do we harm? So that was that was one oh person. And I let's, let's, kind let's, of a lot embedded let's in there. Cover that. Yeah. Okay, let me just quickly. You guys are big enough to have trolls. Oh, you lucky fucks! <laughs> I don't even have trolls. I, don't, I actually I'm, don't think that that person was trolling. Uh, well, I, okay, I, sorry. Maybe not the strict definition of the word troll, but uh, I don't even have like religious people who post like, oh, you know, that kind of crap. <laughs> who, <laughs> what are you harming? It, you know, I I guess that wasn't a very good example of a comment, but it basically reads, oh, oh, oh. Like, that's <laughs> that's what I get from it. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I were I wish I were the behemoth that you guys are. See, I'm my plan is to create three or four hundred thousand little podcasts that add up <laughs> just to one of your podcasts. With, you've got a hundred uh duck sized horses. Yeah. That's really where you're right. at at the moment. Right. You're here. That's <laughs> awesome. I think when I when I heard when I read this, Tom, the first thing I thought was, um I don't think praising Jesus makes you a better person. I right, think that I that's I think that's the huge disconnect here. I don't think praising Jesus makes you a better person. I think if you were to distill the beliefs that you think are moral beliefs, which may or may not be true. I don't know. I've read, I think, one or two of the Gospels, but I don't know that I've read them all. And Jesus does some dick dick move shit in those Gospels anyway. Ah, spoiler alert. Ah. So, <laughs> I'm not there yet. <laughs> Put your fingers in your ears. Yeah. La, 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 I'm turning la, off la. my recording. You guys just go. You're praising. You're not praising him. What you're doing is just following a sort of philosophical mindset or a moral mindset based on what he said. That's that you don't necessarily have to praise him to do that. I'll do you one better. It's based on what some people maybe maybe who knew some people who witnessed it maybe said that he said. Like <laughs> slash right. was also altered in translation sure, and sure. not, you know, actually documented that there's forgeries that you know, different uh people stakeholders throughout the years would insert in to try to get their own views across. So the text is so problematic. That you don't even know, you know, even if we assumed 100% Jesus existed and and we assumed that the Gospels were describing that person, we would still have no guarantee that any of it was even right. I mean, think about, you know, think about something written in the year, you know, 2100 about Obama, like based on talking to some people who are around. You know, there's no way right, that, right. that you'd have any guarantee that it would be accurate. Maybe you talk to a tea partier, you know, like sure. how do you know the kind of person that you talk to to get your information from? I think one of the other things, too, that's important, kind of what you're teasing out there is that uh, the reason why I think that it's that Jesus's historicity is problematic is that the problem is, is that Jesus, if he's not telling the truth if he wasn't just a dude or if he wasn't if he didn't exist and these are just a collected a collection of writings then the promise of eternal life doesn't hold up and a lot of the things that you're basing what you're doing on is based on this sort of reward and punishment not in this world but in the afterworld so it does it, a lot of the things that he's saying doesn't actually add up to what he's saying. So maybe we need to have a better view on it. If you were to take somebody like Aristotle, and if it were to come up that, let's say, Aristotle was actually a woman, or Aristotle was a slave, or Aristotle was... I can't think of a, an analog, because there really isn't a very good analog, but let's say Aristotle was something else, something that he, that he wasn't just a noble Greek. Okay, well then, 
uh, does it change what he what he said? No, it doesn't change what he said. It's still the same stuff. The problem is, is if Jesus didn't exist or was, you know, just a guy, then it it changes completely what he said. And that's where the, that's where the issue comes. No, one of the other things I wanted to, to bring up from that comment that I thought was particularly of, of note is is that commenter wrote, what does it hurt if the rest of us believe? Who do we hurt? Who do we arm, harm? And I thought that subject of harm was kind of interesting because, you know, getting rid of all the all the the various harms that, you know, we could argue that religion does and just going down to the ground level, like the grassroots level. And I, I read that and I thought and I actually commented back on the Facebook page, which I kind of never do. That's not the point. The point is whether or not we want to believe things that are true, right? If we want to believe things that are true, then how we arrive at truth should really matter. And and arriving at, at truths that are actual should matter. And looking at these questions, like I, I feel like this is like a reaction. Like it's a it's like, well, what does it hurt? Like are are we harming anybody? Well, no, you're not harming anybody, but that doesn't have any relationship to the truth of the claim. Like, it, like you can believe in Bigfoot and you're not going to harm anybody, but it doesn't make Bigfoot more real. Like, there's not – it's not like like every time somebody believes in a Bigfoot, like one of them just fucking appears confused in the fucking <laughs> Pacific Northwest. Like, raw? Like, I don't know. Somebody must believe in me. It's not angels getting their fucking wings. What else do we treat that way? You know, I, I hate to – Yes, and not yes, and you. But now that I think about it, I think we treat all supernatural things that way. Because I was just, I, I agreed with you, and then I thought, wait a minute, I have that all the time with people with, you know, fucking astrology and stuff. If I ever try to say, like, hey, you know, this is kind of bullshit. What did you, what did you just shut up? What is, what, is, come on, what harm does it do? <laughs> and, and what struck me about that comment is just how irrelevant it is. Like, oh, okay, so because people believe in this Jesus, uh, character and they're not causing any harm because of that, which is this guy's little like thesis. Therefore, you shouldn't write an article about whether or not the historical right, Jesus right. existed. Like that's somehow it's your responsibility to like check, you know, people's beliefs and see what's going on. And then maybe you can write a factual article about something. It's just ridiculous. Same goes with astrology. Like if you, you know, if not that it's very hard, but if you had some factual, interesting article to write about why astrology is bullshit, like is it your responsibility to take into account if people believe in it and it doesn't cause harm or something? It's like, well, no, the, you're just, you're doing some factual writing. You know, it's, it, it's really the converse. Stupid. The converse is true about evolution, right? Should we not stop writing about evolution because people don't believe in right. it? Right. Yeah. Like, I mean, sh what do we take a poll? Is that how yeah. we decide what's yeah. true? <laughs> That's just, how you decide just... if you write ar articles or not. Right. The other comment kind of goes in the same vein. So somebody wrote, there isn't definitive evidence of many figures from antiquity even existing. Did Plato exist? Aristotle? Mohammed? Regardless of one's opinion of divinity, the historical burden of proof is to disprove a figure's existence. What? Many have also claimed Shakespeare is a myth. <laughs> you going to believe that one, too? And I thought, like, and I answered back to this person, too, because I was feeling saucy today. But, uh, you know, my, my feeling is, like, well, we should be skeptical of figures from antiquity because they could be aggregate characters right they could be right. allegorical characters they could be fictions that are created that are representative of a number of people or of a the ideas of a whole culture here's the thing that people i think don't get because you you're, you're very right and yes um, thank you it, it was uh, people don't get that you kind of know what you're talking about sometimes that's what i'm trying to say no 
Um, <laughs> uh, no, what what uh, what I got from the the lectures I watched, which was very interesting, is no, actually, we do have way more evidence that Plato existed. You, people just assert assert that, uh, or I think there's another example people use some general or something from that time. Uh, they'll say, "Well, we don't know he existed," but it's like, well, what happens is. For people who really existed, you get a shitload of incredibly boring writing about them. You get like uh, weird documents or random like mentions. If they're historic, you know, notable people, you'll get like, well, you know, just some random shit like an invoice. <laughs> It'll be like a bill. It'll be like a cable bill that like is like, yeah, two Shakespeare, pay your Comcast. Like, here's how much you owe. You'll get a bunch of random shit like that, and yeah. it'll kind of you know, it'll tie in together and it'll connect and it'll be consistent. Um, one example was, I think of this general he was talking about, that his, his face is on a coin. It's like that kind of crap from that time, you know, and, and, and just a bunch of little stuff like that where we actually do have a ton of evidence. People just like, you know, Christians just like to assert, well, we don't know really that anyone existed. And another thing about Jesus that's interesting is that almost all the writing is written from the sort of Christian perspective. There's, there's almost, there's nothing that's just like, oh, this guy, Jesus was executed, like happened to be, you know, there's nothing from that perspective that's strictly factual. So it's, it's very, it's, uh, you can be more skeptical about Jesus than you can about other historical figures. So Thomas, if people were going to find one of your many podcasts and or all of your podcasts, <laughs> where would they look? I just throw a dart out in the wilderness. You'll find one. <laughs> Just, all they have to do, Thomas, is plug their, their headphones into any headphone receptor, and they will get one of your podcasts. Yeah, yeah. Dude, you got a Walkman from the 80s? It's on, I'm on there. I'm huge in the Walkman uh, charts. Um, yeah, just uh, my favorite thing to say is go on iTunes and search Atheist. Just an I after atheist, and I'll pop up because no one else is, has a podcast called I'm that. Starting, I'm starting a podcast called Atheisty, and it's just gonna oh, be- you <laughs> bastard! You're, you're cutting in on my market share. This means war. It'll just uh, link back to our original show just so we can fuck with you. Yeah. If I, the thing is, is if I created that, I, there's no way I would be able to create it faster than you've already created it. So that's right. Yeah, <laughs> I've got guys working on it right now. I'm working on a concept for the show. Yeah, or search Thomas in the Bible or search Comedy Shoeshine in the iTunes store. That seems to be where people want to go. Wonderful. Thank you so much for joining us on our 200th episode. It was great to have you on, as always. Hey, thank you, guys. You're my absolute favorite podcast to come on and do. Don't tell any other podcast I said. <laughs> Actually, you can't tell them. Fuck them. <laughs> Fuck them. You guys are my favorite to come on and do. Uh, congratulations from the bottom of my podcast mogul heart uh, on, your, on your 200th episode. You guys are amazing. It's, it's, it's really fun. All right, man. Well, back into the private plane and uh, try to <laughs> That's you know, true. just sip the champagne on the way back. <laughs> All right, that's our fucking no expense account you're hitting. No, no promises. Don't you ruin our hookers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, they've seen me naked. They're ruined for life. <laughs> yeah, I, they actually weren't any good. They were just crying in the corner. Yeah. <laughs> that's the way I like them. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. So we want to thank our brand newest patrons. We got a ton of patrons this week, and we just want to thank everybody. Uh, we want to thank Tor, Wesley, Travis, Dimitri, Michael H., Jeff, Stephen, Chris, Jason Ott, Emily, Paul, Chris, Joshua, Tim, Squall, Jay, Anthony, Benjamin, Adrienne, 
and Jack. Thank you all so much. It, it, we just really appreciate uh, the the groundswell of support we received this last week, and uh, and we really appreciate all our patrons. So thank you all so much for donating to the show. Absolutely, and in fact, we made some uh, some improvements today to some of our equipment, some of our setup. We're getting Cecil out of a shitty folding chair, yeah. and <laughs> you know, onto a, like a skid loader yeah. or something yeah, to hold like, him. You got to make sure we get, we got a hydraulic jack so right. I can actually lift myself up in Glory Hole Studios up enough close enough to the mic because right now my head is literally straight up and down, <laughs> like I look like a bird that's ready to feed, like my mother's ready to regurgitate in my mouth. That's the, how I have. The to best say part it. is there's two decent there, there's one decent chair in Glory Hole Studios. Cecil is like. 30 feet taller than I am, and he's yeah. stuck sitting in this fucking ridiculous little chair. So for once, I get to be the tall one. We, we didn't get a ton of email this week, but we got enough uh, that we want to talk about. The first one is from Quincy, and Quincy says, um, I have a question uh, I wonder if you can address. A few days ago, my childhood cat died of old age. I was lucky enough to be able to be there holding him as he died, and his passing was swift and painless. Seeing as I've had this cat since I was 11, I've been understandably very sad and upset about this happening, and thus I retreated to Facebook to bear my soul and talk about it, like one does. I've never been shy about being an atheist, and if you're friends with me on Facebook, you'll likely know this. However, many of the responses to my excessively emo posts about my dead cat told me that he was in a better place and heaven gained an angel that night. What a weird thing to say about the angel. Like, it's just like, because there is nothing more terrifying than a cat with wings. That's all I'm saying. Like, like a regular cat, probably scary. A cat with wings, I'm fucking, I fold. Like, a cat (laughs) cat with wings can be indifferent in so many more dimensions. Oh, gosh. I'm out. Yeah, I'm out. Just, uh, and then it says, think about uh, how many birds it can catch. (laughs) The bird. It would fold if I was a I cat would, with wings. I'd fold my fucking wings up, jump, miss yeah. the bird on purpose, and just when the bird felt safe, <laughs> fly, fly up after it. Be like, "Fuck yeah. you." It says my own mother, who is an atheist as well, talked about him going to heaven and meeting our dog who died many years ago. I understand uh, that some people find comfort in these thoughts, but it took me it took me out of the moment to think, "Fucking really, my cat is playing on the goddamn rainbow bridge." <laughs> If he hasn't been cremated yet, he's in a pile with other frozen dead animals right now. Is there any polite way to tell people to knock it off with uh, the God in heaven and heaven and the kitty angels bullshit? Or just tell me you're sorry and my cat died? I know that they meant the best, but it's really frustrating. Um, and this is from Quincy, who is a, also a girl. Who She went out of her way to mention that, so we can call her she. Yeah. Yeah. So we're Because that, that's awesome, because I totally I always mess up. I would have... I would have just been like... Called him a dude. He. Yeah. Yeah, but it's a she. Idea. So, yeah. Quincy, uh, first, I want to say, I'm sorry for your loss. I've had a couple of uh, older cats die within the past couple of years, and it's... It's super sad. It is. Yeah. It's super just sad. And I, I was there for both my cats holding them when they died too. And that's. I think that's the way to go. But it's fucking ultra fucking sad when it happens. I mean, it's not. There's nothing. It's. It's like getting hit with a face with a fucking brick. I mean, it's really just the most like heart wrenching thing you can do because you've you've had this animal sure. for a long time. Yeah. I know you've done it to dogs too. Yeah. So it's like you know, it's this. It's a fucking bad feeling. It's not a good feeling. So we, um, you know, my heart goes out to you for sure. Um, but just be, just know that they're in a better place. No, I'm kidding. Um, so. <laughs> <laughs> Heaven gained a kitty angel yeah, that day. I, I is think what we want to say. I think it's hard to not look like a jerk and not come off like a jerk if you snap on someone who says things like that. I think you've got to take 
the context in which they're saying it as positive, even if you don't accept the things they say. Uh, they, they don't mean anything by it. They don't mean to hurt your feelings and they don't want to start a debate. Uh, they just want to wish you well and say, you know, I'm sorry. But this is sort of the program response they have to say, I'm sorry. So I, I, I try not to take it to heart. They mean good. Right. They're just not able to express themselves in a way I think that would satisfy both of you. Yeah, I, I don't think that there is a way to say, like, this is how I want you to express your condolences to me. You know, even though it may be totally you. I mean, in any grief situation. Right. Um, I think that there's there's a there's a way that you can have grief or condolences rather expressed to you in a way that feels meaningful to you. And, and many people are not going to do that. Many people are going to express condolences the way that they would like condolences expressed to them. And so the things that are comforting to them are the things that they're going to try to do that's comforting to you. Um, you know, like when I, I know that like personally, like when I when I know people that are grieving or going through something difficult, what a lot of times I'll do is make a food. Like I'll just make somebody a food and bring them a food because I don't know what else to do. It's an awkward, difficult thing, and you just want to be like, I care about you. Here's an expression of my caring about you. So just just don't even listen to the words. Just take it as that noise they're making with their mouth hole. That's them loving you. Yeah, that's that's them that's trying it. to be. They're trying to be good to you and trying to be nice to you. I I, I understand though. It it, it totally. 100 percent annoying and i get it i get hearing somebody say something like oh but your cat's in a better place now and i'm just thinking no because they're not alive anymore right we got a message from craig who's listening in the past yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah craig craig relays the story of his uh obtaining an ipod for which to listen to podcasts, which amused me uh, greatly. He acquired the iPod, I love the way he phrases this, as the ill-gotten gains of a New Year's Eve, um, let's call it a men's encounter group that I, <laughs> quote, participated, end quote, in. It's a very funny email. Thank you uh, very much for sending it. I love that I love that you are listening to our show on a uh, iPod that you received as the result of the uh rather illicit evening <laughs> one new year's long ago <laughs> so it's it's awesome but you also bring up a documentary and the documentary that you're uh bringing up um is actually a documentary we talk about so um on the show so once you once you make your way through the archive craig um you will find that uh, we have talked about the documentary you're referring to um this is the Revisionaries. Revisionaries. Thank you. Revisionaries. It's it's the uh, it's one about the Texas school board. Um, yeah. You know, and the debates that they have yeah, in approving we did a, school books. We yeah, did a whole show, a, a review, whole, of it. a lot yeah. of a lot of a show on it. Yeah. So uh, so check it out when you get there. We've gotten a bunch of requests since we mentioned we were going to go to ReasonCon. We've gotten three or four requests of people asking if they could take us out for drinks or go to different places and things like that. Uh, we're going to be sort of whirlwind in and out because we're not spending a lot of time, a lot of extra time in Hickory, North Carolina. So we're going <laughs> to turns of, out, we're going to sort of fly in um, where I think we're hitching a ride with David Michael at this point from the airport. Um, and then we're going to drive down to North Carolina, 
the Hickory area. And then we're just going to be there from Friday until Sunday. And then we're leaving. So it's, we're just, and we're only going to be at the hotel. We're not going to have a vehicle. So if you want to come see us, you want to hang out with us, you want to drink a drink with us, come see us at ReasonCon. We'd love to talk to you. We'd love to hang out with you. We'd love to drink, uh, drink a drink with you. It'll be great time. So feel free to come by and we'd love to see you. But, uh, but I don't think we're going to be leaving the site very much. No, no. We want to make sure that we have an opportunity to, to, to meet and greet and and wander around and and stagger drunkenly. So yeah, you know, a lot we'll of be, staggering. Yeah, uh-huh, uh, yeah. very much. Yeah. So we'll be at the hotel bar. We'll let you guys know. We'll tweet out just like we did yeah. at Skepticon. We'll tweet out where we're at and where we're going to get there. So. I really think like that's the only way you need to treat yourself in North Carolina is to be fucking stone drunk the entire time. Yeah, I just assume that all of North Carolina is like that constantly. <laughs> they're either high on meth or they're drunk. I so. don't think that's an or, yeah. sir. <laughs> We got a message. Uh, this is from Richard, and he he was talking about uh, whether or not uh, there was anything new under the sun with Barton, and uh, and he makes a couple jokes. But one of the things that uh, <laughs> he says in here, he says um, nothing new under the sun. Planes, anything electronic, water purification tablets, vibrators, glory holes. Now, I'm going to stop you at the glory holes because I tend to think Romans had glory holes. I tend to think that as long as there's been a dick, yeah, and a someone hole. stuck, yeah, I mean, someone, yeah, yeah, somebody's like, yeah, I put my dick in that, yeah, 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 because like, there's been a random hole, right? Um, and he also says that the Bible extensions PDF that we posted a couple weeks ago is brilliant. That's awesome, uh, and and that's great. I'm I'm glad that someone thinks it's fine because it we don't understand. I didn't it. understand it, but he said it was brilliant. So that's awesome. Props to the person who created the Bible uh, the Bible extensions PDF. Gareth sent us a message about a, a maybe another Glory Hole Studios. Yeah, I said uh, we had a reshuffle at work the other day, and my team got moved to a new office. Previously, we'd all been in the TARDIS, but now some of us were in a different room, and no one knew what to call us. When I joined the conversation, I just finished listening to one of your podcasts and had a few choice words fresh in my head. Conversations were had, but long story short, I now work in the glory hole. (laughs) It made a few people uncomfortable. Yeah. They tend to. Yeah, it tends to. When you, yeah. when you say the glory hole, we had somebody who was going to send us something, and they did. They felt like they probably weren't going to be able to put glory hole studios on the on thing the that they cover. were going to send us. That's awesome. Yeah. We got junk mail recently to glory hole we studios. We did. It was so fucking funny yeah. because we we incorporated, and so, you know, we incorporated was as the proper name, glory yeah. hole studios. And, yeah, we got we got Comcast business sending us junk mail. It was awesome. That's fucking amazing. I, I just, I, I love the idea that the fucking mailman was like what what the fuck (laughs) you know the mailman's kind of walking around your house then like looking in the basement like what's going on in there huh they seem like such normal people (laughs) thinking that's like a it's like one of those buildings that they just rent out to film porn in. right exactly but they're looking like that must be really shitty porn (laughs) i've seen the people go in there i don't want to see them Uh, God, there must be some really niche stuff, no man. No one would pay to see them naked. In fact, you could probably set up a thing to make people like like a, a donation page where we keep our clothes on. It's like, do you remember those pens where like you turn the pen and the clothes fall yeah, off yeah, of the yeah. lady? Yeah. This, this would be like, you have like the lady and like she's wearing like, you know, or it's me. It's just like a picture of me and I'm like wearing jeans and a t-shirt and you turn it and I'm wearing a parka. <laughs> like it's just, and that's actually the more, the, yeah. like the most titillating I can get. Yeah, yeah. it's better this just way. Just put on more clothes. Yeah. 
People then the mis- pen self-destructs. People mistake you for a small hill. <laughs> <laughs> They're going sledding yeah. down the side of me. <laughs> Guys, I'm trying to sleep. <laughs> Goes so fast with all the bacon grease on him. <laughs> you can sled four seasons a year. <laughs> so we got we to gotta thank all the people who joined us last time and this time. We want to thank... Uh, we want to thank both Andy and Marsh. Andy from Incredulous, Marsh from Be Reasonably Skeptical. Is that what you- <laughs> Oh, you beat me to it. We want to thank him for both coming on. They're great guys. We really appreciate it. We want to thank Adam Reeks from his shit show, The Herd Mentality. <laughs> we want to thank him. And, you know, he put in the work, you know, he got, like, early morning to put that uh, that piece together that he did last uh, and time. And he did a great was, job. Did a great it's super job. funny. Uh, yeah. You know, we, we, were really, we were really thrilled with that. David Michael, who came and endured us down in uh, Glory Hole Studios. Yeah, he's, he's from, tolerable. He's from My Book of Mormon, yeah. so we want to thank him. We also want to thank the people who appeared in this podcast, Jake from Imaginary Friends Show podcast. Jake is one of our favorites. We love talking to Jake. Uh, great dude. Thomas from Thomas in the Bible. Oh, boy. From Atheistically Speaking. Speaking and Comedy from Shusha Comedy Shoeshine. And Serial. So he came from, all, from yeah, all those podcasts. We want to thank him, of course. And he had us on his show last week. So if you missed it, you can go to Atheistically Speaking. 99 and 100 were on both of those uh, so if you want to listen to us on his show. And we also had Noah and Heath on from The Scathing Atheist. And what was the other podcast called? 99% Sure on a Name. Is that what it's yeah, called? Yeah, I think that's yeah. what they're, what they're, they're not skeptical. naming, naming their, it. Their skeptical podcast is called 99% Sure on a Name, which is a yeah. weird name it's for a strange podcast. One. I don't it's know, a strange but, one. But, but I think it's, yeah. I think it'll be a success. I think they'll, yeah, it'll be a success because they'll you know, hit it out yeah, of the park. Oh, you know. For sure. Yeah. But we want to thank them, of course, for coming on. They were great to have on. And, and we had a lot of fun talking to them, too. We want to thank everybody who joined us. And we want to thank everybody who listens. We're all always thrilled uh, uh, with all the people that we get a chance to meet through this podcast and we get a chance to really meet some great people and talk to some people that you know we would have never had a chance to meet if we didn't do this show and you know it's just we we didn't know that this show was going to be even remotely popular when we started it we we were going to be happy with a a couple hundred downloads a week and we were thrilled when we first got our you know broke a hundred with this show we were just thrilled i remember i remember like when you called and you're like, there's a thousand downloads. Yeah. <laughs> what is happening? Like we thought it was like a glitch. We're like, well, yeah. that's never going to yeah. happen again. Yeah. You know, this, this doing this show has been um, really an adventure. Like it's been a lot of fun. Like you said, we've met a lot of people, but just the opportunities that we've had as a result of doing this show, some of the places we've been able to go, the people we've, we've had an opportunity to talk to. Um, I, I couldn't be happier with the first 200 episodes. I'm really going to slack off now, though. Yeah. Oh. I'm just saying. Quality decline, sir. Are you planning on having, like, a series of heart attacks and going into a coma? Huh? Are we doing a show? <laughs> so we're going to leave you on our 200th episode, uh, as we always do, with the Skeptic's Creed. Credulity is not a virtue. It's fortune cookie cutter mommy issue hypno Babylon bullshit. Couched in scientician, double bubble, toil and trouble, pseudo quasi alternative, acupunctuating, pressurized, stereogram, pyramidal, free energy, healing, water, downward spiral, brain dead pan, sales pitch, late night info docutainment. Leo Pisces, cancer cures, detox, reflex, foot massage, death and towers, tarot cars, psychic healing, crystal balls, Bigfoot, Yeti, aliens, churches, mosques and synagogues, temples, dragons, giant worms, Atlantis, dolphins, truthers, birthers, witches, wizards, vaccine nuts, shaman healers, evangelists, conspiracy, doublespeak, stigmata, 
nonsense. Expose your sides. Thrust your hands, bloody, evidential, conclusive. Doubt even this. The opinions and views expressed in this show are that of the hosts only. Our poorly formed and expressed notions do not represent those of our wives, employers, friends, families, or of the local dairy council.